your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 367 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. That song you were hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, I wanted to do something that I've been kind of aiming to do really since the season ended, and that's kind of start our countdown here of the top 10 best Ranger wins of the season. And we are also going to have, at some point, uh, the top five worst Ranger losses of the season. Got to be fair. Got to kind of keep it balanced. Although I think it'd be more fun to talk about the wins and the losses. Hence the reason for, you know, doing a countdown of 10 wins and a countdown of five losses. But the other note here is that I'm recording this on Saturday morning. The earliest you'll be hearing it is Wednesday and going to be away on vacation this week. So once again, if there's any If there's been any uh, late-breaking Ranger news over these last couple of days, I'm not going to be able to hear it because we're recording these episodes quite a bit in advance. But definitely wanted to give you guys some content while I'll be away. And again, this is the second of three episodes that will drop this week rather than the usual five. We'll be back to five the next week, just like usual. But yeah, I wanted to go ahead and uh, kick off this countdown. Obviously, nothing's going to change here. The Ranger season is over, so these are episodes you can pretty much do at any time. And we're going to kick off the countdown here with what I consider to be uh, the 10th best New York Ranger victory of the season, and that's going to be a 4-1 to road victory against the New York Islanders on April 9th, a rare win against the Islanders this year. In fact, the Rangers only won two of the eight games that they played against the Islanders. A lot of the games were just miserable to sit through, really boring. Semyon Varlamov turns into Dominic Hasek, and not even just that, really. I mean, Varlamov was good, don't get me wrong. You have to be good to shut out the same team four times uh, in eight matchups that season, but the Islanders basically just suffocate the Rangers. They kind of push them around a little bit, and it's just a brutal matchup right now for the Rangers, the way that both teams are currently constructed, and the Rangers, I mean, what else can you say? They, they really struggle against this team, but this game was a really nice north-south game by the Rangers. A couple of blue-collar goals. In fact, I would argue that really all of the goals that the Rangers scored in this game, uh, not really counting the empty netter, an empty netter is just an empty netter, but uh, the three goals that the Rangers scored at 5v5 action, all just really hardworking blue-collar goals, uh, goals where the Rangers outworked and honestly even kind of outmuscled the Islanders, and that is not an easy thing to do uh, no matter who you are. It's certainly not an easy thing to do for this uh, Ranger team, but this game was kind of the exception to how this series went uh, throughout the season this this year. And again, the Rangers really worked hard to get some goals. Scoreless first period, but the Rangers really stick with it. And then in the second period, they get a goal 6.05 into the action from Alexi Lafreniere, his seventh goal of the season. Colin Blackwell follows up just about four minutes later with his 12th goal of the season. Andy Green cuts it to 2-1 to one for uh, the Islanders. You know, the deficit is down to just one at that point. Then the third period, Ke'Andre Miller scores 11:48 into the action. He gets his fourth goal. Amika Zibanejad, an unassisted empty net goal with 112 remaining, his 14th goal to make the score 14-1. to one. But again, just a strong overall effort by the Rangers in this one. Uh, game where they only led by one going into the third period, so it was obviously gut check time for this team. And... 
Keandre Miller, I should also mention, uh, he scored his fourth goal in this game. He took the lead at the time uh, as far as goals by rookie defenseman. Alex Georgiev appeared in his first game in exactly three weeks, and he once again shuts down the Islanders. Obviously, the uh, Islanders have Semyon Varlamov. The Rangers cannot figure him out. Uh, Varlamov just gives the Rangers fits, but the Rangers, they have an Islander killer to kind of counteract that a little bit, and that's Alex Georgiev uh, continues basically his career-long domination of this team, stops 31 of 32 shots, some really, really important saves early in this game from Alex Georgiev, because as we mentioned, the first period was scoreless. I think the Islanders maybe had a little bit better of play early in this game, but Alex Georgiev does his thing and keeps the Rangers in it. Not only keeps the Rangers in it, but keeps the Islanders from scoring at all, and as we've talked about before, you know, once you're playing from behind against this Islander team, I mean, they really have you in the palm of their hand, and it's not a good situation. So uh, kudos to Alex Georgiev for coming up big, keeping this game scoreless for as long as he did. And this was also part of a stretch kind of late in the season where the Rangers, they played two games against the Penguins and two games against the Islanders, and they got five out of a possible eight points in those four games, which is very impressive when you consider, you know, how good those teams are and where they both ended up. Obviously, they just got done with their playoff series against one another, but the Penguins end up with the best record in the division. Uh, the Islanders come in fourth, but you know they're a dangerous playoff team. They just have a style that tends to translate pretty well into the Stanley Cup playoffs. But what also makes this impressive is the fact that the Rangers had played the night before against the Penguins and lost that game. Now, to be totally fair here, the Islanders were also on a back-to-back. They had beaten the Flyers the previous night, but I mean, whatever. Still a really nice bounce-back win here for the New York Rangers, and man, did it feel good to finally light up Semyon Varlamov. I mean, I really shouldn't even say that the Rangers lit him up. He did still stop 32 out of a possible 35 shots, but when you've got a guy who shuts you out four times in a season, beating him in any fashion and scoring three goals against him, it feels like he kind of lit him up. So it was nice to finally uh, take down Varlamov in a game this season. Uh, a rare good game by the Rangers against the Islanders and against Semyon Varlamov. As for the goal of the night, we're going to do this throughout the entire countdown as well. I'm going to give it to Keandre Miller. Miller's goal boosted the Ranger lead to 3-1 to one with about eight minutes remaining in the game, and it was just kind of a blue-collar goal for the Rangers. Again, it, it's tough to out-muscle and outwork this Islander team, but that's exactly what the Rangers did on this play, working tremendously hard. The puck was along the boards, and the Rangers doing everything they can to keep the play alive, keep the puck in the Islander's zone. It eventually you know, gets played into the corner, and Capo Caco is there. He was just off the bench. He's kind of in a board battle. He gets pinned against the boards by, I, I believe it was Clutterbuck, so there wasn't a whole lot uh, Caco could do it that point, but he at least uh, kept the battle going and didn't allow the Islanders to get possession. And then Panarin comes along and basically just tips the puck away and he gets a little bit of daylight. He's still kind of in the corner. He passes the puck back to the blue line to Jacob Truba. Truba immediately moves the puck to his right, right across the blue line basically, and Keandre Miller winds back and just cranks a slap shot. Uh, you forget how good Keandre Miller's slap shot is until you see a goal like this, and he gets it by Varlamov. I don't even know that Keandre Miller got all of this, but a hard shot either way, and uh, obviously a much-needed goal for the Rangers there, giving them a 3-1 to lead with about eight minutes and change remaining, giving them a little bit of breathing room and uh, setting the stage for the Rangers to go on to a really nice 4-1 to win here. So that's number 10. And we're going to continue this countdown in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. 
Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, moving right along here, going to continue in the countdown with number nine, and that is going to be actually the last we saw of the Rangers this season, and that was a 5-4 to four win in Boston against the Bruins on May 8th, the final game of the regular season for the Rangers, and the last that we're going to get to see them for several months. Now, some of you might hear this one and be a little bit surprised. You might say, you know, what? Why is this one on the list? The season was over. The Rangers couldn't make the playoffs, and you're absolutely right, and maybe I'm having a case of recency bias here, but I will say, when I sat down to watch this game, I honestly couldn't believe how bad I wanted to see the Rangers win this one. For a few reasons. I mean, for starters, it's the Bruins. Like a lot of you, I cannot stand that team. I, I'm i really torn between them and the Islanders. I might be rooting for the Islanders. I hope I don't lose some of you guys with that. I might have to root for the Islanders against the Bruins in this next round. But be that as it may, uh, another reason is that I just didn't want to see the Rangers end their season on a six-game losing streak because losing five out of six to conclude the regular season is bad enough especially when you consider all the good things that happened this season. Because, yes, you know, despite all the drama, there were a lot of things to be excited about as it pertains to Ranger hockey going forward. But losing five out of six, uh, I think it does leave everyone with a bad taste in their mouth, the way the season ended and, you know, all the firings of Jeff Gordon and J.D. and David Quinn. And to lose six straight games to conclude the season, to me, that's so much worse. That's even exponentially worse than losing five out of six. And on top of all that, you know, half the Ranger team was unavailable for this game. The, the injuries had really piled up, and I wanted to see the Rangers, you know, banged up though they were, come away with a hard-earned, season-ending road victory against the Bruins here, and that's exactly what they did. Like I said, they were really playing shorthanded in this game, uh, but the Rangers, the highlight of this game for me was the fact that you know, they go down 2-1 to one early in the third period. I, I believe, yeah, it was Pasternak scored just 21 seconds into the third period. And, you know, it would have been easy if you're the Rangers to just give up here and say, you know what, I mean, whatever. The season's over. Let's start making our offseason plans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Instead, they reel off three goals in the span of just four minutes and 14 seconds to turn that 2-1 to one deficit into a 4-2 to advantage. Now, Boston kept coming, and the Rangers just kept holding them off because Brad Marchand cut the lead to 4-3 to with about six minutes left. Then Mika Zibanejad makes it 5-3 to with 153 to go. And then Bergeron, once again, 
gives the Bruins some hope. He makes it 5-4 with 121 left. And the Rangers, through all of this, they held them off. They held off a really, really good team in their barn. They bent, but they didn't break. And it was a meaningful game for Boston as well because they were still trying to hang on to the third seed. I believe at this point, because they had some makeup games, they might have even still had a shot at the number two seed, which obviously would have gotten them a home ice advantage in that first round there. But either way, you know, a hard-earned, uh, grinded-out win against a very good team in their house. I thought maybe, I mean, I I don't know. It, it's hard to say this for sure. Probably wouldn't have made a difference for David Quinn. And obviously, it didn't end up making a difference because the Rangers won this game. But as it was happening, I was thinking like, you know what? I don't know that the Rangers winning this game is necessarily going to save Quinn's job. I don't really think that it will. I don't know how much stock you're going to put into just one game at the end of the season, especially when nothing is on the line for your team. But... I also had the thought that, you know what, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to get this guy a win in his last game. And I'm glad they did that because it did end up being David Quinn's last game. And regardless of how you might feel about David Quinn, I know he kind of split the fan base and, uh, you know, some people seem to like him more than others. I thought he should have gotten at least one more season. Same thing with JD, same thing with Jeff Gordon. But I think you got to at least be happy for the guy that the Rangers went out there and they got him uh, a really nice win in, in his what turned out to be his final game as a New York Ranger coach. And this with, you know, so many players out of the lineup, all the nonsense with Tom Wilson that had just happened, the fact that they went into this game on a five-game losing streak, the fact that it was against the Bruins, the fact that it was on the road. Really nice win for the Rangers here. Really enjoyed this one. And I also just realized that I forgot to mention, you know, I talked about how the Rangers scored three goals in the span of just 4-14. Those goals were scored by Mika Zibanejad, Alexi Lafreniere, and Vitaly Krasov. So really cool to see a couple of the kids coming through in the last game of the regular season as well. Justin Wilson making his NHL debut, the only game that he played for the Rangers this season, also collects the first assist of his NHL career, so that was nice to see. He joins a long list of uh, Ranger players who either made their NHL debut and or got their first goal, their first assist, whatever it might have been, but uh, that was obviously cool as well. And Keith Kincaid really played well in this game, stopped 26 of 28 shots, had to leave the game with an injury. Igor Shesterkin came in and made seven saves on nine shots, so uh, literally everyone on the roster contributing to this win here. And as far as picking a goal of the night, this was a really tough one. I could have really picked just about any of the goals. I thought about maybe just giving it to Mika Zibanejad for his second goal of the night simply because it was his 200th career NHL goal. He needed two goals in the final game of the regular season to accomplish that feat, and he did it. So that was really cool. But I'm actually going to give it to Mika Zibanejad for his 199th career goal. This tied the game with uh, 14 minutes and change remaining in the third period. And this was kind of a theme in this game. But the passing on this play, I mean, my God, it was just off the charts. Let me see if I can try to keep up with everything that the Rangers did on this play here. So first of all, the Rangers have to win a board battle in their own zone to get the puck out of there. They do indeed do that. Ryan Strom uh, moves up the ice and a little bit of an odd man rush, kind of a slow developing play. But Strom, you know, crosses the blue line up the left side, passes to his right to Adam Fox, kind of a centering pass. Fox quickly passes back to Ryan Strom. Strom is pretty close to the Boston net here. He's kind of at the edge of the left faceoff circle, and you're thinking maybe he's going to shoot. Instead, he sends kind of a diagonal pass back to his right to the right faceoff circle to Pavel Buchnevich, and Buchnevich, you're thinking he's probably going to shoot, but instead he passes to his left. Mika was just entering kind of that area, you know, in the slot there, and uh, Buchnevich hit him in stride, a short pass, and Mika buries it, and uh, just a beautiful goal. I mean, like like I said, the, the passing was absolutely off the charts on this goal. And uh, again, just a really nice uh, season-closing win for the Rangers here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. 
Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. All right, moving along to the number eight best Ranger win of the season. And, you know, I hope you guys are enjoying this because I was, this was really a fun list to put together. And, uh, you know, it was obviously a very up and down, very kind of turbulent season. There were peaks and valleys. There was a lot of drama on the ice, away from the ice. And, uh, you know, I think it is a lot of fun to just kind of remember some of the highlights and, you know, some of the best team wins this season. And so for number eight, we're going to uh, kind of go to the early parts of the season. February 4th, the Rangers host the Washington Capitals, and they beat them 4-2. to two. Uh, Just a classic, tense Ranger-Capital matchup that we've gotten so used to over all these years, however many years you want to go back. A lot of scoring opportunities both ways, but Igor Shosturkin and Vidic Vanacek were both very good in this game. And this game kind of continued what was just a bizarre early season trend of the Rangers continuing to just run into hot goalie after hot goalie after hot goalie after hot goalie. It didn't matter if the goalie was a perennial all-star, like maybe, you know, Tuka Rask, or somebody who was, you know, pretty unheralded, like Vidic Vanacek was here, and and Vanacek had a decent season. But every goalie that the Rangers went up against early in the season was just standing on his head and just would not let the puck get by him. So, It was nice to uh, see the Rangers get a win against a good team here. The Rangers were obviously scuffling early in the season, and they just seemed to have the Capitals number uh, from the early portions of the season onward. And, you know, the Rangers, they go up 2-0 in this game on goals from Ryan Strom and Anthony Potato, of all people. Anthony Potato, that was his uh, only goal of the season for the New York Rangers, but what a goal it was. More on that in just a second. But Ryan Strom scored 141 into the action to give the Rangers a lead that they would not relinquish in this game, and then Anthony Potato made it 2-0 in the second period. Carl Haglin, our old buddy, he gets one back for the Capitals late in the second. Uh, Ryan Strom scores again in the third period, 7.55 into the third period to make the score 3-1 to one Rangers. Uh, Alex Ovechkin gets one, 11-01 into the third, so that cuts the Ranger lead to 3-2, to two, and it was really tense down the stretch here, but the Rangers were able to hold them off, and then Pavel Buchnevich gets an empty net goal with 27 seconds remaining to just kind of seal the deal. Uh, but Ryan Strom, I mean, this was uh, a big, big night for him, obviously, and the Rangers, you know, they were struggling at this part of the season. There were a lot of guys that were just uh, scuffling and just couldn't really get it going, couldn't find their A game. I mean, you look at guys like Chris Kreider, 
fighter. You look at guys like uh, Miga Zabanjad. I mean, they come to mind really more than anybody else. Uh, but, you know, it was the Artemi Panarin, Ryan Strom show. And even the two of them. I mean, Panarin, he was getting his points early in the season. But we got so used to last year seeing the two of them uh, just click and, and just set each other up for these beautiful goals. It was really a lot of fun to watch. It took them a little while to really kind of find it this season, to, to find that chemistry where you feel like every time they're on the ice, one of them is going to set the other one up for a goal. And that was on full display in this game because as we talked about, Ryan Strom scored two goals. Artemi Panarin assisted on both of them. And Panarin actually got three assists in this game. So basically just another night at the office for the bread man. A nice night as well for Igor Shesterkin. Uh, he makes 31 saves on 33 shots against a team that's obviously pretty good at putting the puck in the net. We all know that. Uh, there was a big kind of mix-up at the end of this game, and we all know what happened later in the season, all the nonsense that happened with Tom Wilson. But there's, you know, Buchnevich got the empty netter with 27 seconds left, and so, you know, the, the puck drops, and Lemieux and Vanacek, there was kind of a confrontation. Uh, Lemieux skated across Vanacek's crease in the waning seconds here, and I guess Vanacek didn't really like that, but too bad. He's allowed to skate there if he wants to skate there. And Vanacek kind of stuck out his arm toward Lemieux as Lemieux was going by. And so this results in a big skirmish. Everybody gets together. Uh, Kevin Rooney ends up getting into a fight for the Rangers. And the fact that all this went down at the end of the game, uh, that just made it even sweeter. You know, the Rangers, they took it to the Capitals in this game. They just flat out beat them. It, it's not like the Capitals came out flat-footed or, you know, they didn't have certain players that they needed to have for a game like this. No, the Rangers just flat out beat them. Both teams played well. It's a well-played hockey game. The Rangers came out with the win. And uh, like we said, all the uh, extracurriculars at the end here, and especially when you think about what happen later in the season. Man, it just makes this win against the Capitals that much sweeter. The goal of the night, I mean, it has to go to Anthony Batetto, which that sounds like a very strange sentence, but this was a highlight real goal. It was his first goal in almost three years, and it was only the third goal of his NHL career, but I mean, just a highlight reel. If you told me that there was a player on the Rangers that was going to score a goal like this, I probably would have needed about 25 guesses to come to Anthony Batetto. But basically, uh, he picks up the puck along the boards on the right side, goes around behind the Capitals net, takes a hit, but keeps going with the puck, goes back around up the boards on the other side, and then breaks toward the center of the ice, weaves between about three different capitals, and backhands the puck into the net. It was a thing of beauty. I can't explain how this happened. I mean, you just don't expect this from Anthony Potato. Just his second game with the Rangers, but uh, just an absolutely beautiful goal there. All right, on to number seven. It's going to, we're going to stay in February here, February 18th to be exact, and that is a 3-2 to two shootout win for the Rangers in Philadelphia against the Flyers. This is a situation where the Rangers were in desperate need of a win. They were coming off of just a miserable performance, a terribly disappointing 5-2 loss to the New Jersey Devils the game prior. Uh, when they played the Devils in this game, I mean, to begin with, the Devils just weren't that good this past season, but they were also playing a Devils team that hadn't played at all for a couple of weeks due to COVID. And, you know, on one hand, I guess you could argue that, well, you know, they're fresh, they all have fresh legs, they're hungry to get back out there, this, that, and the other thing. But on the other hand, and I, I think this carries more weight, teams aren't really used to having weeks off in the middle of a season. So to me, that should be advantage Rangers, and it was anything but that. And so, you know, they lost that game to the Devils, and they entered this game against the Flyers in the middle of February here, 0-3-1 uh, in their last four games. So desperately, desperately needing a victory. They end up getting it in dramatic fashion in the shootout. Uh, Alex Georgiev, to me, was a little bit of a surprise starter in this game. You know, I thought maybe they'd go with Igor, uh, but he comes up big, makes 20 saves on 22 shots. Classic example of quality over quantity because, you know, you hear that, and it's like, oh, you know, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good game, but it's not like he was, you know, that busy. But, uh, no, he, he really made some big saves in this game. Uh, the Rangers, they were reeling coming into this game. They had lost Jacob Truba for 
what turned out to be about three weeks the game prior, so that was really unfortunate. Philip Heedle was still injured at this time. Ke'Andre Miller was out of the lineup. They were, uh, you know, just really up against it, and this wasn't exactly a, a masterpiece by the Rangers. They took too many offensive zone penalties in this game. They took four offensive zone penalties in one game. Uh, they gave up a goal less than a minute into the action. They gave up the equalizer with barely a minute remaining in the third period, so not good times to be giving up goals, but you know what? They hung in there. They got through the overtime period. They worked their way to a shootout, and always fun to win in a shootout. I know some people have mixed feelings when it comes to shootouts, but uh, they are exciting. I mean, and I, I will still take a shootout over a tie. I, I don't have any use for ties. But Kako and Panarin both score in the shootout. Uh, one of the most clutch moments that Kako has had as a Ranger through his uh, first two seasons here. And Georgiev, he stops two of the three Flyers from scoring, and the Rangers get the win. Uh, between the early and the late Flyer goals, the Rangers got markers from Colin Blackwell on the power play on a deflection. So, you know, that was kind of at this point in the season where Blackwell was starting to make a name for himself a little bit. That was his third goal of the season. It came on the power play. It tied the game, and Blackwell was beginning to kind of solidify his place in the lineup. But the other goal came from Brandon Smith, his first goal of the game, and we might as well go right to it, the goal of the night. I mean, we really only have two to pick from. I don't think the shootout goals are really eligible. I, I thought about maybe giving it to Capo Caco because he made a, a great move on his shootout attempt and scored. But I think we got to go with one of the regulation goals. I don't, again, I, I don't think the shootout goal should really be eligible for this. So I'm going to give it to Brandon Smith. This was just a, a very blue-collar, hard-working goal by the Rangers here. The Flyers were trying to work the puck out of the zone, and Artemi Panarin comes up, forces a turnover with the Flyers just a couple feet away from the blue line, but he gets the puck loose. And Brandon Smith had just come off the bench, so he comes up with a head of steam, moves the puck to his right to Ryan Strom. Strom just kind of plays the puck at the net very casually, I mean, but it's one of those situations where there's never really a bad time to put the puck toward the net. The save is obviously made. It was a very easy save, but Panarin is there for the rebound, and Panarin passes basically behind his back to Brandon Smith. Smith is there. He crashed the net. He's right there on the doorstep, stuffs at home, and uh, gives the Rangers a 2-1 to one lead. Obviously, the Flyers uh, tied it later, but then the Rangers won it in a shootout. Just a very much-needed and uh, hard-earned win for the Rangers here. A 3-2 shutout victory against the Flyers. All right, so one more today. This is going to be number six. We will have the top five in a separate episode that will be forthcoming in, uh, you know, the following days and weeks. We'll eventually get it out there for you guys. But last one for today, it's going to be number six. The Rangers win 3-2 to two at Buffalo against the Sabres on January 28th in overtime. So an early season matchup. This one ranks high because, I mean, first of all, it was an overtime win, so that's obviously very exciting. Uh, but the Rangers at this point of the season, if you guys remember, they were 1-4-1. And that's not good. And they had lost four in a row. I mean, one of the four losses was in overtime. But honestly, who really cares? Uh, they were in desperate need of a victory here. This is as close to a must-win game as you can possibly have this early in a season. When you consider uh, the fact that it was only a 56-game season, when you consider the quality of the opponent. I mean, I think at this point, maybe people still thought that Buffalo could at least be quasi-competitive this season. I mean, they weren't, but... There was at least the hope of that, I think, among the uh, Sabres fan base. But, yeah, I mean, it was just a game that the Rangers absolutely had to have. In fact, the game before this, they were actually hard luck losers to the Sabres. It continued kind of that early season trend of the Rangers just running into hot goalies and the goalies just kind of stealing games from them. But again, I mean, this was another game where the Rangers clearly had the better of play. You didn't even feel like this game should be in overtime. And of course, you know, you go to three on three play and it becomes basically a crapshoot. I mean, I don't want to say a total crapshoot. And I think mostly uh, the Rangers, you know, they have a, a roster that I think 
that translates pretty well to three-on-three play. A lot of really skilled players, a lot of guys who can benefit from the extra real estate out there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, the Rangers had to win this game. You, you could not drop your second in a row to the Buffalo Sabres and drop two. I guess it would have been one, four, and two since it went into overtime. But, I mean, just a really bad start to the season for the Rangers. Game that they absolutely had to have. The Panarin-Strom combination was uh, working pretty well in this game. Ryan Strom gave the Rangers a one nothing lead in the first period off of a, a really nice pass from Artemi Panarin, who was behind the goal line. And then in the second period, Strom technically doesn't get an assist for this because the Sabres tried to clear the puck, but Strom basically kind of crashed the net and uh, sent the puck forward. And then a Sabre defenseman tried to move it away, and uh, Panarin would have none of it. He took it right back and put the puck in the net to give the Rangers a 2-1 to lead at that time. But nevertheless, the Rangers found themselves in overtime, and then... We get what was also going to be the goal of the game. I'll just say it right now. So kind of two birds with one stone here. I'll explain the Rangers winning the game and also give acknowledgement for the goal of the game. But yeah, Alexi Lafreniere, his first career NHL goal, and Colin Blackwell with his first assist as a New York Ranger. This was Blackwell's just his second game as a Ranger, and he began his Ranger tenure, the first three games, with a goal, an assist, and an assist. That was his first three games with the Rangers, a point in all of his first three games. But Blackwell really made this happen. He steals the puck in the neutral zone and goes in, you know, kind of up the right side. The Rangers have a two-on-one. Those are not rare, obviously, in three-on-three overtimes, but the Rangers made this one count. Blackwell goes in uh, with a head of steam, Passes to his left to find Lafreniere, and Lafreniere uh, scores before Allmark can get back to his right. Uh, scores inside the near post on a wrister, and just awesome. Seeing Alexi Lafreniere not only get his first career NHL goal, but his first career NHL goal in overtime. Very, very cool to do it that way. And uh, there was a Sabres reporter that was basically just bashing Lafreniere in this game. I mean, keep in mind the fact that this is only seven games into Lafreniere's tenure in the NHL. Guy hadn't played hockey of any kind in 10 months, and this guy was just, you know, basically calling out Lafreniere for it and saying it was a nothing game and, and this, that, and the other thing. And yeah, that guy caught an earful from uh, from Ranger fans after this game was over. So yeah, I mean, really, really cool stuff here. A uh, much-needed win for the Rangers and a much-needed goal for Alexi Lafreniere. You really couldn't have drawn it up any better. I mean, it would have been nice to see the Rangers obviously go in there and get a 5-1 to win, but that's not how it happened. And they win in dramatic fashion here. And uh, once again, just get a much, much-needed win early in the season. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.